This is Under Understood. Hello. Hi. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Adrian. How's everybody feeling? I'm on a bed under a blanket because I'm traveling. So it's warm. I'm warm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds unpleasant. Wait, we've just been chit-chatting for a long time. Have you been under the blanket for that whole time? <laughs> no, I climbed under about three minutes ago just okay. before that. Yeah. Okay. That's, Don't worry. That's for the best. Okay. okay. Make sure you're those. getting enough airflow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've gathered you all here today because I have a new segment. <sighs> yes. <laughs> I gotta go. The yes. family expands. I love it. What is it? This segment, I feel like this is an idea that I've talked about with you before and possibly on this podcast, but it's an idea about the internet from a blog post by Michael Sippy, who is like a product person in Silicon Valley who has a blog. And I would like to name the segment after this idea. Okay. The name is, even if it's fake, it's real. Is this ringing bells for anyone? That's like a thinker. It's not ringing any bells. Even if it's, but it's fake, it's real. This is like the opposite of a if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it. <laughs> kind of. If you imagine a tree falling in, a wo- in the woods, that's enough. So this blog post is from 2013. No, it's from 2010. Oh my gosh. Time is fake. But Even it's if it's fake, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so this blog post is from November 24th, 2010. Even if it's fake, it's real. And it is a photo of what looks like Google Street View. And it is uh, what appears to be a woman on the sidewalk laying back, legs open, and then another person holding a baby as if the baby had just come out of this other person. Oh, man. And then some bystanders looking, uh, actually one bystander just ignoring the whole scene, and then another person like maybe calling for help or something. Oh, and there's a smart car that looks like it's just like veered off onto the sidewalk and suddenly opened the door. <laughs> so you're implying that there are there is a debate about whether this is a real incident or not, whether it was staged right. or the Google Street View cameras or whether it's authentic. Well, okay, so that's part of the question. So you're, just imagine you're in 2010 and this image pops up on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, oh my God, I can't believe the Google Street View car caught this <laughs> moment. <laughs> so that's what, that's the starting point for this blog post. So um, basically he says there there's a, Four quadrants re- on the real fake <laughs> axis. Oh, uh, I love this. So this is great. <laughs> the first option is a real woman was in real labor in her real car and pulled over in front of this real house, gave birth to a real baby, which is held up just as the real Google Street View car came by and snapped this photo. Mm-hmm. And then... The next option is real people knew the Street View cameras were making their way through this real neighborhood, staged this event, raised up a real doll from the real sidewalk just as Google Street View came by and snapped the photo. Mm -hmm. Third scenario, real woman, real labor, real car, pulled over, real house, gave birth to a real baby. Then someone used a real copy of Photoshop to add details that simulate the effect of the photo being snapped by Google. Okay, well, that would be easy to disprove. Yeah, that and that one also feels like the least interesting. Because like Google Street View has all the historical, like you can go back and see old captures. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you'd have to find it. There's a map in the corner. It doesn't have the coordinates. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like debunking was less sophisticated back then. But yes, that's a good point. Okay, so then the last scenario is real people staged the birth and someone used Photoshop to add details. So it's like real Google, real baby, real Google, fake baby, fake Google, fake baby, fake Google, real baby. I think I said that right. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, and then he kind of makes the point that like all of these scenarios are kind of interesting. So even if it turns out that the whole thing was staged and it's a fake scene, actors, fake baby, fake Google Street View, all of that, that's still like a story and kind of impressive that somebody went to all this effort to fake this hoax. So anyway, do you want to, do you want to guess which quadrant this was in? I, I think fake baby, real Google. I was going to say the same. Nice stunt. That's, that's what I think. Fake baby, real Google, nice stunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my summary. That would be, okay. That would be my instinct. That's real Google f- fake Scene. Oh, but you just However, want to play devil's advocate real quick? <laughs> F you, Regina. Um, <laughs> I just want to be myself. Is that such a crime? Uh, no, that would be my instinct as well. However, if I look closely at the image, there does there are parts of the image that have the Google watermark, but the parts where the scene is do not have any watermarks as far as I can see. And my understanding is like there are watermarks all over Google Street View images. So so fake Google. What else is fake? Also, I think I, I described this photo slightly inaccurately. It's two people helping the person giving birth. Mm. One receiving the baby, another person oh, right. kind of Well, this changes everything back to real baby, <laughs> real Google. Okay, here's the other thing, though. We're talking 2010 here. Mm-hmm. Seeing a Google Street View car in 2010 was still kind of novel. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a birth going on, but no, nobody's looking over at the, the Google car. Mm-hmm. You think at least one person mm-hmm. would be glancing over like, hey, what's that thing? Wait, I'm sorry. You think if there was a live birth happening on the sidewalk, <laughs> and two cars parked halfway the, on the yeah, I'm, you would be listen, looking at the well, Google car. Whatever, my boy in the like sport coat and sneakers isn't looking at anything. So it's not like it's not like the birth is monopolizing people's attention in the scene. Some people that just don't seem to care. Adrian, this blog post doesn't have the answer in it. Mm-hmm. D- is there an answer? Yes. Wait, but explain the philosophy of this post to me if it's... There's part of it that's real. I think the philosophy is that more and more elaborate hoaxes are starting to pop up and the blogger is expressing some admiration for the variations on hoaxes and saying that even if the scenario is presented one way and it turns out it was staged or that the scenario is slightly different, the backstory is still real. Like it's still a commentable, remarkable yeah. okay. event. So, so by real, they just mean like there's interesting novelty to it regardless. Right. Uh, words have meaning and that's not what the word real means. I'm sorry. <laughs> You could, I understand the argument. It's still interesting and novel regardless, but it's not real. Okay. So the story. Wait, but is it real? 
The answer is fake baby, fake Google. <gasps> yes. Wow. Yes. Still real. Still real. <laughs> so no, it's kind it of not. It's kind of the most boring version yeah. of the answer because yes. it turned out to be an advertising agency that was oh. experimenting. Oh no, with I hate that. Making things then go it's viral. Not real. Then yeah. it was yes, really, it's not real. Nothing's real. Nothing's real. Yes. So I, I, I feel like <laughs> I. I'm not saying every scenario is equally interesting, but I do think that there is a thing where the story behind the hoax is also interesting and in some cases more interesting than the hoax as it's presented on Reddit or Facebook or TikTok or wherever you it first appears with whatever oversimplified caption is describing the photo or video. So that's the concept for this segment, which I'm calling... Even if it's fake, it's real. And the first installment is a segment that we recorded a while ago that's on Patreon. It's actually from January 2021. And it's about a viral TikTok. I spent the holiday with this song stuck in my head. I'm pretty sure everyone except maybe John has heard this. <laughs> but okay. goes, it goes like this. Oh, yeah. Get your thin mouth. Oh, I have seen this. You've seen this? Yeah. But you recognize <laughs> the mustache. Yeah. Inst- yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to play the whole thing through because now I need to hear it. <laughs> I know. She claimed it was hers. This must take a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So this song has been stuck in my head. I think we can all agree it is a jam. It's a jam. Totally. (laughs) A thousand percent. I mean, though, it is weird. It's it's a weird candidate for like an earworm because it's not, you know, there's not really like a chorus. But I think it leaves the chorus to the imagination. Like it has a very like, (laughs) it has like a build where like you get to decide what happens next. I see. You know? Wait, sorry. Should we back up? Should we explain what's going on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's actually going on here? I mean, I have to imagine a lot of people listening to this already know this meme, but the characters are Helen Highwater has posted the initial Facebook post. So this, the song was written to, uh, accompany the lyrics written by these people talking on Facebook. This is sort of a an old people Facebook meme kind of vibe. It is a conversation on Facebook, and uh, the artist, Lubalin, has set their words to music and then acted them out in a TikTok video. So uh, the conversation is starts with uh, 
Helen, who posts, Caroline, keep my name out of your thin mouth. <laughs> Such a good <laughs> As insult. Her so status, good. which is a great opener, great opening, could be the opening of a novel. Oh, and totally. then the responses to that are from other people. Uh, someone else, Alicia Lohr, is the next person who says, what did Caroline do, Helen? And then Helen says, she stole my broccoli casserole recipe eight years ago and claimed it was hers. <laughs> and then a new challenger appears, Doris, who says, you're not talking about my, my B-friend, best friend, Carolyn. She's a Christian lady. And then Helen says, no, she's a rotten recipe-stealing bitch, Doris. <laughs> Careful who your friends are. That's the exchange. It's really good without the music. <laughs> it's really great without the music. Sorry. So mm -hmm. she stole the recipe eight years ago. Yeah. And claimed it was hers. Yes. Mm -hmm. She stole the recipe eight years ago. Did she claim it was hers eight years ago? Or did Unclear. she? And this person has been sitting with this beef for eight years. Or did she steal it eight years ago? And then eight years later, Suddenly no, no, no. It was Here's hers. the deal. I <laughs> and think that's why it's an she, issue now. No, no, no. Car Caroline <laughs> stole it eight years ago and has been making it for eight years, but it just got back to this person. Or who knows how long she's been making it, but it just got back to this person that she stole it. And so this person has traced it back to the exact exchange where she got the recipe and she knows it was eight years ago. But I don't understand. Is there like a is there like a county fair broccoli broccoli casserole recipe competition or something? Like why is no, it such I a big deal? No, I actually think recipes are notoriously hard to track in this way. Um, like you you can't really copyright a recipe. Well, I'm just saying, why is it such a big deal that she stole it? Why does the theft matter? Unless well, the theft matters because like you know, like if I make a New York Times recipe and someone is like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I say, oh, I got it from New York Times cooking versus if I say I made it up, one is more impressive than the other. Right. Also, it may be that Caroline said something about Helen and then Helen said, don't talk about me. I'm a, I'll dredge up this eight-year-old crime you did against me. <laughs> anyway, all that is to say, I thought it would be funny if we got the recipe and made it and that that could be like an episode, right? Like that's a concept. So I went to go find her, and I immediately found out that it was fake. Wait, what? Oh, was it the guy? Wait, what's his name? The guy um, who does all these, like, fake exchanges on TikTok? Or is this, like, is this, like, one of those, like, you hear about, like, uh, Gen Zers making, like, fake Facebook groups where they pretend to all work in some boring office job and they're like sending like fake messages to each other mm. in really corny way. Is it like that? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Well, I found out it was fake because of BuzzFeed. I will go ahead and read to you the bit of this BuzzFeed article. So BuzzFeed wrote about the song because mm -hmm. it was going so viral. And then this is just a little aside in the middle of the story. As for the woman angry over the broccoli casserole recipe, it doesn't appear she is actually a real person. A 37-year-old elementary school teacher in Texas who asked not to be named to protect her privacy told BuzzFeed News she was role-playing as Helen Highwater back in March 2020 <laughs> when she posted the broccoli status. 
and began interacting with Doris, who she said was another role player. Oh, man. This is so enlightened, actually. This is the only proper way to use the internet, I think. I I mean, you would have eloquent things to say about this. Do you guys follow that guy? His name's Ben Palmer. Mm Mm-mm. And he basically does this, like... He he does these trolls on Facebook. So, like, uh, let me find a good one to show you guys. Um, Helen is just role-playing in a group that is presumably made up of other people who are role-playing. It's, like, just for fun. It's, like, it's like, Im- it's like improv, basically, and they take on these characters. Oh, I see. Yes, this guy's a troll. Someone in the Blue Springs, Missouri neighborhood group commented and said that they're having squirrel problems and they need to get rid of them. Their yard looks like a squirrel refuge. And then my friend Evelyn responded and said that she's a professional animal control expert that's been laid off, but is more than happy to provide professional advice free of charge. Then somebody else responded and said that they had the same problem too with the squirrels. And Evelyn said, sorry to hear about that. I do have a controversial method known as the fat squirrel method. What you do is drop off a couple of fat squirrels, and it generally scares off the weaker squirrels. And she responded and said, that's intimidating to me. Please don't be intimidated. It's my job. I have a couple I can drop off at your place. Just let me know when and where, and the fat squirrels will be there. She's like, then do you pick up the fat squirrel later? I'm sorry, but once the fat squirrel gets there, it never leaves. So he just does a lot of of stuff like that where he pretends mm-hmm. to be boomers, I think, often uh, on Facebook groups and has these exchanges. Like, Or he'll pretend to be like Applebee's and comment on like a margarita's discount or whatever. Okay. That's pranking, though. Pranking's basic. It's ba- like a boomer trap. Yeah. Pranking's basic. Role-playing as deep, uh, like, deep in character. Well, right, but I'm kind of as- saying like if if – if you saw an exchange like this and you didn't know it was a prank, then you would have very good fodder for making a song like this. Mm-hmm. Did any of you suspect that this was fake? I 100% bought it. I did only because it was the second one I saw and I was like, it just seemed too good. Like the first one felt much more random and then this one felt a little bit more maybe staged i had the feeling that the tiktoker probably didn't know the origin of the of the meme Mm. what do you mean like it looks like the kind of thing that you would pull down from instagram or reddit and then just set like i don't think this person knew the original source right so it didn't matter whether it was real or fake I mean, I still kind of think it doesn't matter it's still art but the question is whether you thought it was real or fake no, I, I didn't even think about it, honestly. Yeah, I could have gone either way on it. Yeah. Like, it seems absurd on the face, but also I feel like, especially in COVID times, the type of online drama that that <laughs> rises to the surface, both in small groups and in uh, in large trending things, just seems to be completely bananas. And so it wouldn't surprise me if it were real. Would it matter to you if it were fake or not? Like, do you think it would be less funny? I only think it would be less funny if it became something where they, like, you know, built a brand around it and then we're doing this consistently and then we're just coming up with over-the-top things. Like, if I guess if I guess it's if they were making up the exchange because then it's just, you know, you're just writing a song. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if the songwriter did it 
Because yeah. what's so cool about the the TikTok is that he like st- structures. I mean, the way he structures like broccoli casserole recipe <laughs> and turns that into just pure oral choreography. It's beautiful. She stole my broccoli casserole recipe eight years ago and claimed it was hers. She claimed it was hers. So if he had yeah. come up with the words, it would be a little more disappointing, I think. But okay. I actually think it's more impressive that it's fake in general, that the origins of it are fake because <laughs> some of the lines I feel like are much more a work of brilliance if if they're just <laughs> from somebody creating something out of thin air versus someone who is saying something in a in a heated exchange, right? I think you mean out of their thin mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> to create out of your thin mouth, out of yeah. thin air is yeah. is pure poetry. It is. Vers- versus yeah, if it was if someone who is actually trying to insult someone with a thin mouth, then it's just like, oh, they just got angry at the thin mouth lady. You know what I'm saying? I'm it's yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> impressed. She's a rotten, rotten recipe stealing bitch. Doris. No, no, careful who your friends are. All right. So at this point, I'm like, okay, so Helen, this thing was fake. Helen and Doris are fake. To me, I was a little disappointed. I thought it was a little bit more beautiful when it was all organic. But anyway, I tried to figure out the origin of the exchange. This is like a familiar task. I think we do a lot to be like, where was the first time this thing appeared? Mm -hmm. And in the course of doing that, I came across more of Helen's work. So here's another example of Helen in the wild. Helen in the wild. Does someone want to? Oh, sorry. Describe this tweet. Okay, sure. Uh, Helen says, single men, there's two spaces between single and men, single men in Ohio, Ohio in all caps, send me a, two spaces between me and a, private message, space, comma, comma, space, am looking for love, all caps, followed by two spaces, and companionship. C-O-M-P-A-N-O-I-N-S-H-I-P. Sorry, that was really tedious. It says, single man in Ohio, send me a private message. I'm looking for love and companionship. And then, should I play Patricia? Okay, so Patricia Hannon responds. (laughs) Helen Highwater, space, space. I think you commented on the wrong info. We are praying for a beautiful 21-year-old girl <laughs> in ICU fighting for her life. Um, and then Helen says, she, which I believe is followed by three spaces, she would want me to be happy. <laughs> I mean, who knows? She might. <laughs> this So this one seems like trolling. Yeah. So I did find the full original exchange, and the song has edited it together a little bit. There were more responses in between the responses that the artist chose to put to song and that were in that screenshot. But just uh, for fun, here's the full exchange. 
See, I think if I saw this, I would think it was fake. Yeah. So this is just a super long exchange. There's 20 screenshots here. It just goes so, goes on for so long and really turns it to 11 on the rhetoric. Yeah. This is just like, this is a little like Tiger King-esque to me. So that we're looking at a series of screenshots, the rest of this conversation between Helen Caroline, Caroline is now weighed in, Doris, and all of these other people. And they're saying, (laughs) they're just saying the most over the top. I mean, the only thing I've ever stolen is the heart of our Lord. Go cry about that man. Don't want you some more. You don't even know my husband. Blah, 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 blah. It gets really, uh, (laughs) just like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay. So that's the whole exchange. And then the next link that I put in Slack is just where I found someone from when this apparently went viral the first time, April 1, 2020. This is just a random, this was, it looks like it went viral on Facebook. And this is just a random one of the posts about it. And it has the link to the original. And if you click on the original, it says this content isn't available right now. So the BuzzFeed article says that Helen and Doris were suspended because Facebook found out that they were not real people. <laughs> and so I'm guessing that it was taken down because of that. So um, anyway, when I first saw the the original song, the Lubalin song, it did not occur to me that this could be people role-playing on Facebook. And so as I started to try to figure out the origin of that exchange, I just kept running across more of these exchanges with Helen. And uh, there is another short exchange that I'll just put into Slack. And then I'll tell you the part that the stuff that's new. So this is an exchange between Frank Riley and Helen Highwater on Facebook. Frank says, wow, 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 very sexy. Very spelled V-A-R-Y, all caps. Helen responds, Frank Riley, thank you, Frank. You could learn a thing or two. Frank responds, I am learn from my grandson how to be sexy these days, (laughs) exclamation point. So this seems, again, to be not a genuine exchange. So um, at this point, I was... I was just like, okay, so there's like role playing, but like, why are they role playing? Was the original thing inside of a Facebook group for role playing and then it escaped somehow? So I got in touch with Helen. Oh, wow. No, in character? She stepped out of character for me. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to just like, understand a little bit more about this thing about role-playing. Like, I roughly understand that people are role-playing on the internet, but I just didn't really understand if this was a troll or if... Anyway. So, I messaged Helen, and we'll just call her she, responded, and said, so originally she had posted Caroline, keep your name out of your... keep my name out of your thin mouth as a Facebook status. And she said, quote... I thought I only had it where friends could see it, but I accidentally had my statuses left open for the public. So that's how another reason how people got the screenshot and all that. And I said, whoa, okay. So some of the people responding were real. And she said, 
More like a lot of the people were real. The only <laughs> ones who were role-playing oh were Caroline God. and Doris. <laughs> <gasps> what? <laughs> and I said, uh. okay, you're making me paranoid that every boomer on Facebook is role-playing now. Were you in a group for role-playing? And she said, no. I'll t- she said, LOL, I will tell you there's a 50-50% chance of a boomer being fake or real. Um, so she said, no, they were not in a group Um, Or rather, Caroline and Doris were in a group together, but Helen wasn't part of it. It all just started with Helen posting the status, and then people started commenting. Doris talked about Caroline, and that's how it took off. Wait, so Helen really is the one who wrote, my biracial grandbabies are beautiful and a lot better than the meth-addicted fake Christian bitches you call children? (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> God. So Helen, they're all role players. Helen is a role player. Caroline is a role player. Doris is a role okay. player. All of the other people responding are not. I mean, Got maybe it. some of them okay, are. But sorry, I missed Helen being a role player. Yes, Got Helen it. is a role player and Helen's who I'm talking to. And so apparently Doris and Caroline were in a Boomers Facebook group for role players, but Helen was not. Um, <laughs> she said... Uh, I really have no idea why people role-play boomers. I just role-played an older lady because I've never done it before. I actually have been a role-player since 2006. Don't think that us pretending to be boomers or people who role-play in general are weird. We aren't weird. We're just people that need to unwind from the real world. Yeah. And I was, I sent her the Frank Riley thing. And I was like, is Frank a role-player? And she said, oh yeah, Frank is fake, LOL. Yeah, he's a role-player. I said, do you know him? And she said, no, I just know his character. Not sure if he's still around. I do know the person that plays Doris. I know they're a real out-of-character person. And then I said, was this originally trolling? Like, is it a prank? And she said, no, not at all. I'm a private person. I just did Helen for a way to release some stress and just be funny. That's what I try to do. Just say crazy stuff to brighten people's day because life isn't all that great right now due to COVID. So it really makes me happy when fans message me telling me that I made their day and I made them laugh. This is great. Yeah, that's very sweet. Wow. I mean, I do stand by what what I said. I really do think this is one of the most enlightened ways to use (laughs) the internet in 2021. I just, every time I get, every time I start to become naive enough to believe that something on the internet right. is real, I'm reminded that you really have, the default should be that it's not real. That should be your default assumption. Sure, but the the artist, the, the art is still art. Like, they didn't realize it. The art is still art. It's still great. I think for me, it was a little, it's a little bit less funny. Huh. Yeah. Just my sense of You're humor, like, personally. It's one too many times. I just think I thought it, I just liked it better when I thought it was real. Right, but if you saw the if you saw the actual exchange, like once you saw that full exchange, weren't you a little bit relieved that it wasn't real? Yeah, definitely. But I hadn't I by the time I saw right. the full exchange, I knew it was fake. Right. <laughs> the, the moral of the story is don't believe what you read on the internet. You can only trust podcasts. <laughs> unless unless you read them on the internet. These are all characters we're playing. This is actually all one person on this podcast. <laughs> Believe it or not. God, I, I would be such a lame character. <laughs> yeah, as someone who would come up with the four of us as their four characters. That's what, <laughs> either I, They're either brilliant or... No, there's a real lack of imagination. Yeah, they really there. need to go back yeah. to the drawing board.
Thanks for listening. Under Understood is John Lago Marcino, Billy Disney, Adrian Jeffries, and me, Regina DeLay. Our editor is Ryan Manning. Thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. This story originally aired as a piece of an episode there. There's still lots of stuff on the Patreon, and we're doing a monthly live show that is only accessible there. And Discord, only accessible if you are on Patreon. And you know what? When you when you support us on Patreon, don't pay us with real money. Just pay us with fake money. Because, you know, even if it's fake, it's real. I think I'm seeing your point. <laughs> I disagree. Thanks for listening. See you next week.